What's her name? I think, I think this week her name is going to be Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> so if you haven't used Zoom before, there's a, a voice at the beginning that says uh, starting your recording or something to that effect. So I guess we're into naming her now. So, all right. Well, how you doing today, Cam? Uh, good. Was not expecting that to be the opening of the show, but I'm doing good. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> we might be doing some editing around that. We'll see. Um, but, you know, doing well. Can't complain. We're recording a little early as to some schedule conflicts. So if we talk about anything timely on the episode, we'll probably try to not talk about anything super timely. Um, but uh, if it doesn't make sense to when you're listening to this, it's because we're recording about a week early. So, So yesterday... I uh, I had the misfortune of tuning into a um, news segment where uh, our fair president was uh, talking about the COVID situation, the Delta variant, and how we can protect ourselves and each other. <sighs> I'm not wearing a mask again, dude. I'm just going to tell you, I can't do it. <sighs> You know, if it had been, if it had been like 15 minutes, half an hour, you know, going to the grocery store, wearing a mask before I'd be like, okay, you know, no problem. Like we can, I can jump back in, but I can't go back to working eight hours on a, on a very physical job, uh, wearing a mask. I mean, I may end up having to, but they haven't, my job has not, uh, not announced anything. I want to be clear about that. Um, but if they come back and they say, okay, Hey, you know, we're going to go back to everybody wearing masks. I'm going to be going, I'm going to go back to not working here anymore. Cause I, I don't know if I can do it, man. It's, it's terrible. And I think the, I think the thing that ticks me off the most is that the reason for uh, anybody that's vaccinated to wear a mask is because we need to protect those that are, that aren't vaccinated. And I'm sorry. And if you're not vaccinated, you've made a decision and, and I'm not going to take that away from you. If you don't want to be vaccinated, that's perfectly fine with me, but you have, you have to understand there's consequences to decisions and I'm sorry, but I got vaccinated. I'm protected. And, you know, back a year ago when we started wearing masks, it was all about protecting each other. And I was totally on board with that because it was the best thing we had to protect each other. Vaccines are now the best thing we have to protect each other and protect ourselves. And so to me, like you've made a decision to leave yourself vulnerable. Why am I going back to wearing a mask for eight hours a day? Um, frankly, I have respiratory issues now more than I did before because of wearing a mask all last year. And it's gotten to the point now where like when I put a mask on, it's headaches, coughing, you know, difficulty breathing. It just, it, it starts to compound those respiratory issues. And I'm sorry, but I, I don't think I can do it, man. You have an opinion? Yeah, <clears throat> I hear what you're saying. And I, I, I mean, I have a different perspective a little bit because I, I work from home. So I only have to wear the mask when I'm in a grocery store. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but the other issue for me is, is I have a child who can't get vaccinated. So I wear the mask 
solely to protect her because she can't get vaccinated. You know what I mean? Um, but like, I get, I totally get where you're coming from and understand what you're saying about the people. Um, you know, the reason we have to wear masks again is because one, the Delta variant is crazy contagious. Um, I read a really interesting article in the New York times about it yesterday, actually, and how it lives up to you, or it lives a lot longer in the throat and the nose so that you're contagious for a longer period, even if you're asymptomatic. Um, cause the, <clears throat> the idea is the, the vaccine stops it from getting further into the body. And so one of the doctors they were interviewing says, you know, vaccine 1.0 was preventing hospitalization and death and vaccine 2.0 is complete immunity, which means that we don't even carry it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, when we can get to that point safely, but I mean, it's a, it's a real, it's a real issue and it's causing a lot of issues in a lot of countries. Um, this, this particular variant of, of the, you know, the virus. So, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. Like the government is starting to force uh, all federal employees to get vaccinated or subject themselves to weekly testing. Um, so we'll see how certain States play it. You know, I think California and New York have already started requiring their, their uh, state government officials and hospital workers to get vaccinated if they're not. Otherwise, they have to get tested every week. Um, so, of course, this will become an even more political issue as that starts to happen in, you know, traditionally Democratic versus Republican states. So we can expect further division and further anger and further false information going forward about all this stuff. So it's going to be real fun. Um, all that to say, all that to say. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and, but as someone who has a kid who can't get vaccinated and who I want to protect, like I'm going to wear a mask when I go out in public, but again, I don't have to do it eight hours a day. No, so, like there's, a, there's a total different experience there. Yeah. No, I, I'm a, I was under the understanding that, uh, the vaccines are available for everyone now. Mm, last I heard is they were doing testing on children five to 11 and I'm not going to let my kid be a test subject. I'll wait until it's the last I heard in Illinois, it was 12 and over. Okay. Maybe it's different here and maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, I have some very strong feelings about that. And I thought that was going to be a much louder uh, rant than I, than I ended up doing, but I think I wore that out <laughs> on my wife this morning. So <clears throat> yeah, cause I have very strong feelings about this. Cause you know, like I said, when, when I was at work now, I work in retail, so we're in the public, so I, I get it. Um, we're trying to protect our associates as well. But a year ago when we were, you know, in full mask wearing and all that kind of stuff, I mean, we had customers bringing their children into the store unmasked, um, refusing to mask and putting putting their children in uh, in harm's way a year ago when when we didn't have any protection from this. So, you know, and I, I understand the, the argument of the Delta variant, but, you know, some of it comes down to making good decisions too. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying that you got to lock your kid in the house, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just loathing, um, going back to unloading trucks, um, where it's really common for me to be pulling out 2000, 3000 pound pallets out of trucks and having to do that through three layers of cloth 
or well, I'm breathing through three layers of cloth and that's just, it's very difficult. And if not, if not impossible and, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there. That's my opinion. Um, well, we shall see what the future holds, Mitch. All right. <clears throat> I might be getting a new job. Well, I was going to say, fingers crossed that they can figure out a way for you to, you guys to not have to, you know, but no, they again, won't. It's, and it, if they if they make them if they make the mask thing mandatory for for anyone it'll be mandatory for everyone yeah that's just how my job works because when they di- they dialed it back for vaccinated people the the verbiage then said and it's recommended for everyone else so it's like we're not going to make you do it we're just going to say hey would you please do it well so. yeah and the second they do that it's like oh you're communists it's mm-hmm. like- we don't even need to go down that trail right now because then I'll get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my wife does say she likes it when you get, when you get riled up about stuff. So yeah, I'd rather get riled (laughs) up. Not about politics right now. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I want to do some follow up on, uh, the, um, when I talked about TiVo in the last episode, ah, yes, yes. One thing I totally forgot to mention is the TiVo app. Now I remember, Oh, years ago when I used the the TiVo OTA, uh, it's the TiVo Romeo OTA because uh, tech companies are great at naming things. Um, Romeo Um, but uh, the that one was the one that I had years ago that just did the over the air broadcast. And back in the day, you had to get a separate box that would allow you to stream your your TiVo stuff um, online. Now it's all built into the box. So no joke, I can pick my iPhone up, open up the TiVo app, and I have everything that's on my TiVo is available to me right on the app. So I can watch my DVR stuff. I can watch live mm-hmm. TV on there. It's actually pretty incredible um, what's available. Do you have to be on the same network as your box? No. Oh, nice. Okay. No. So that, that, matches what i can do with youtube tv and so you can right. be elsewhere okay mm-hmm. very cool and uh it's available in, i believe it's available in the web browser as well uh on the tivo tivo i think has a website that uh, allows you to do it that way uh you could also download the videos uh, anything that's on your dvr you can download to your device and watch it on the device so if you need to watch it offline it's pretty pretty crazy i'm pretty impressed so it wasn't half nice. that way, you know, it wasn't, wasn't half as useful years ago when, uh, when I was using the OTA. Cause I mean, you could, you could go in and like put, put in, um, stuff you wanted to record and set up your, your one passes and, and stuff like that. And you could set all that stuff up on the, on the app, but you couldn't, you couldn't really watch anything because you needed a separate box added to it to be able to stream to the internet. So but now with it all built in, it's pretty crazy, pretty useful. Um, so I'm super happy with uh, with the uh, the TiVo box and the fact that I don't really have to like see the Spectrum stuff anymore. <laughs> I I was watching uh, Forged and Fire yes yesterday morning. I think it was it was able to do the skip uh, that skip mode that I talked about, mm-hmm. and it was so crazy just to be sitting there on the couch and they're about to go into uh, the commercial. And that's about where I would reach over to grab the remote to skip the, skip the ads. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, the ad breaks over and we're going into the, back into the show. 
and it was so neat. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> so a uh, huge TiVo fan now. I, I really hope that uh, that they're able to uh, to stay in business and keep keep going because they're they're doing some really good work over there. So I'm really happy. Very good. So cool, man. I didn't know what to talk about today. You made a suggestion and we we're going to go with it. So uh, do you want to introduce the topic for today? Yes. Today we're going to talk about the virtues of ballet versus jazz dance. Cool. I really like jazz hands. I, you know, I'm so disappointed. You were taking a sip of coffee as I said that. And I was like, here we go. He's about to spit it out. <laughs> and you didn't even as much as like chuckle. I'm so disappointed. So, so yeah, I'm very disciplined when it comes to, uh, you know, spitting my coffee all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I almost stopped because I saw you picking your cup up and I was like, I don't want to be responsible, but I thought, no, it'll be good for the show. Do it for the do it for the vine, Mitch. I spent eight years in radio. You get you get used to like people cracking jokes when you're in the middle of drinking water or something. So I don't have such restraint. I'm proud of you. Anyways, no, today we're going to talk about photo and video apps for your iPhone and iPad because um, I like them and there are many, many, many uh, different options. So, Mitch, before we dive in, yeah, I want to. I'm wondering what is your uh, experience been with various photo and video apps? I know that you tried, uh, you took a lot of photo and video on your trip. So I maybe can you remind us what apps you used for for that? So, I'm going to admit that I am I'm primarily a uh, just the regular camera app user, uh, just mm-hmm. because of the convenience of it on the iPhone. But when I'm doing uh, specialty stuff, let me see if I can find it here. It's uh, conveniently put in the, uh, the app library folder called Creativity. So I've used the DJI app quite a bit uh, whenever I've been using my Osmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the main app that I use with my Osmo. Um, I have played around a little bit with Halide. Oh, okay. Uh, the amount of tweaking and stuff like that. I think if I was in a setting where that, that was important, I would definitely, you know, learn that app a little bit better and and get better with it. But quite honestly, most of what I do is I take the picture and then I edit it after the fact, you know, and, and clean it up. Um, that, that's kind of the, the way that my workflow works for video, man, it really depends on the situation. Again, um, the camera app, just because it's convenient, it's right on the, gosh, it's right on the lock screen. If you want to just take a quick picture or take a short video, I don't do a mm-hmm. lot of video. Um, I should say that, uh, but the DJI app again for used with the Osmo, I have, I did get, f- uh, filmic pro and started messing around with that. And that is pretty incredible. Yeah, and it really is. The capabilities that it has with the gimbal, with the with the Osmo uh, gimbal, is pretty crazy. And I think I really would need to take some time to learn all the capabilities because, you know, it doesn't work the same as the DJI uh, Mimo app. To you, you almost have to relearn how because all those triggers and buttons and everything should be pretty automatic. Um, you should build muscle memory with them, which means that you got to use one app to do it. You know, because if you're switching between apps, you don't you don't learn that muscle memory. So my muscle memory right now is has really been developed within the DJI app. So for me to go to the Filmic Pro, I would need to 
kind of get better with, uh, with that and get more practice with that to kind of get my muscle memory back, um, yeah. with, with that app. So that's, that's really, if there's a, anything that is, uh, stopping me from using filmic pro right now that's that's it is that i just, would just need to i need a use case to be able to take more video and then um and then learn that app better because it is super powerful like there's a lot of stuff in that app yeah it's uh it's pro for a reason mm -hmm. there is one app that i have wanted to have use cases to use more often and have just that's just fallen short for me and that comes from the guys at Filmic Pro. It's that double take app. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, like being able to record uh, from more than one camera lens on the phone. So, you know, I'm using the iPhone 11 Pro and there's four cameras on this thing. So to be able to access more than one camera at a time to record, because I think you can only record two cameras at a time in that app but you can record like this person you're interviewing and yourself at the same time. You can like one thing I was going to try when we were down at galaxy's edge was to film what's in front of me and then film uh, my wife and I, um, and our reactions to it. And we never really got the opportunity to do that, but mm -hmm. that I thought that would have been a really cool use case for, for the double take app. So that app is really cool from, from the point of view of what you can do with it. But, uh, but at the same time, like for me, the use of, or the usefulness of it, uh, kind of falls short. So, you know what I think you should do? Hmm. I think you should sit down and film an interview with your cat Schrodinger using double take. I could, he's a uh, internet gold. The internet loves cats, Mitch. He's sleeping right now. So I didn't but mean to do it right now. He's, he's sleeping right here. Actually, <laughs> it's right next to me. Cool. So, all right about the standard camera app mm -hmm. on the iPhone. It's actually like really good. Um, it's not a pro camera and we'll get into a few of those apps, but I actually watched a video last night on YouTube by Tyler Stallman. Do you know who he is, Mitch? No, he's a, he's a Canadian video photo guy from Calgary. Um, who in the last like year and a half to two years has really kind of blown up uh, on YouTube. He's got a podcast, like uh, he's been on connected. Um, he's had Steven on uh, the Stallman podcast um, once or twice. Um, so that's how I came across him was when he came on connected and he literally taught Mike how to shoot video on his, on his phone. <laughs> um, but he has a really useful video um, detailing a lot of like some of the, uh, the pro tips for how to use um, the camera. And we can link to that in the show notes. Cause like, uh, did you know, Mitch on, on your phone video? Like if you've got this line where it says like, you know, photo, video portrait, you swipe up on it. You get a whole nother row of controls. Oh, I hadn't used that before. I want to say that I knew it was there, but I don't, I didn't. And uh... you can, you can adjust the exposure. You can set the timer. You can do filters. You can change the, um, uh, Aspect ratio, you can choose whether it's a, a live photo or not. You can set night mode, all of that stuff. And then if you tap the um, if you tap the arrow at the top, mm -hmm. it does the same thing. So you can mm -hmm. get to it that way. Uh, anyways, he's got a bunch of other really cool tips about how you can change like the portrait photos that you take in editing mode. You can change the f-stop of the background so it can go from like 
less super blurry, which in the phone is good, but still looks fake compared to a normal camera and you can lessen it. So it looks more realistic, um, all sorts of really helpful stuff. So for people that want to get better or just have a better understanding of, um, the built-in camera app, um, we'll link to that video in the show notes. It's super helpful. I actually learned a few things and I thought I knew that app backwards and forwards. So I'll need, I'll need you to shoot me that link if you don't. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll get it to you. Um, the next app that I use uh, probably the most for video is Spark Camera, which is um, a really, really neat uh, app in the sense that um, you just point, tap your thumb, and it records, you let go of your thumb, it stops, you tap, it records again, and it builds these clips into a timeline that you can uh, you can edit the clips, you can add uh, audio, you can remove audio, you can add text, you can do voiceovers, you can change the transitions, and then you can export it um, either you know to your camera roll, it, it'll break it into 15 second segments for your Instagram story if you want. Um, you can add filters uh, if you want. You can change the intensity of the filter, all of that sort of stuff. Um, it's really, really, really easy to use. You can you can record. Uh, you can change you know the frame rate and the uh, resolution. Um, add stabilization. It's got all sorts of really neat features, but it's so simple that you just push and shoot, push and shoot, push and shoot, and then you know take it a little bit of time to edit. And it's got, like I said, it's got built-in transitions, basic swipes. It's got zooms in and zoom out and all sorts of cool stuff that you can play with. Um, it's really uh, a nice little app that I recommend highly for making fun videos. Yeah, and I, I've used it and I, I think I would agree with you. Um, the, the simplicity of it is nice. Uh, I think for me, the uh, getting past the some of the interface stuff was a little difficult because it just works so differently but uh but that it wasn't a huge challenge but it, it just it's just a little different yeah there's a little bit uh that you got to get used to um but it's trying to once... be it's trying to be cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the app that i use um for capturing um more like like raw photos from my phone and you know fussing with all the settings when I don't have my big camera with me is um the moment camera app and it's got a histogram which you know shows you the value of how much you know darkness and lightness you have throughout your your image you can um shoot in raw tiff or jpeg you can set the timer you can control your exposure your iso your autofocus your shutter speed your white balance all of that stuff and then you can also have presets that you can preset all of that stuff. So like I have presets for like cinematic video, slow-mo, burst mode, uh, bulb light trails, and then the normal raw single shot. So it has um, like this bulb light trails one. You can, you can um, just keep the shutter open. And that's how you get like all those cool shots of the cars where like the taillights, you know, run through the hole. Um, and there's a couple other uh, neat things it has in here. Um, obviously you can, you know, use any camera that your phone has and then, um, do all sorts of stuff. It actually works with the Osmo mobile too. So you can, um, use that app to take better photos, um, with your Osmo. Um, it's, uh, 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got uh, time lapse and then it's got the slow shutter. So you can you can do the bulb trail stuff or you can do the time lapse, uh, you know, which takes a photo every interval and then makes a super sped up version of whatever you're, you're taking a look at. Um, so it's got all of the, the features that you're going to find. Like you said, you looked at Halide, um, you mm-hmm. know, these pro camera apps. And it really what it comes down to is just finding the one that works the way you expect it to work you know that the interface is an interface that you enjoy working with so it's it's not that the moment camera app is any better than halide or any better than even like lightroom built-in camera which we'll get to in a second it's just which one do you like which one um is easy to understand for you um so there's there's you know a good chunk of pro camera apps on the on the uh, iphone that is this the um, this the app that you were looking at yeah pro camera by moment that's the one highly recommend all right um so then that's that and our what i found out interesting is i must have more photo and video apps on my phone because my folder isn't called creativity it's called photo and video okay (laughs) and but for some reason twitch is stuck in there yeah (laughs) makes no sense um the next one, I want to kind of uh, transition now into more of like the the editing and post processing stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you have other apps that you want to talk about. No, not at all. That that uh, that pretty much covers what uh, what I use for taking photos. Mm-hmm. The but when you get into the creativity part, I think we'll have a little bit more to talk about. Yeah. So my main, um, well, let me talk about one that's it's a camera and an editing um, app called Visco V S C O. Um, and it is, so the long story short, Visco used to sell film emulation editing packs for Lightroom so that you could edit your, uh, you know, your big fancy camera photos in Lightroom and then use their film presets that you could tweak to make it look like you shot on some old school Kodak or some old school Porta or some old school Fujifilm. Um, and they were really, really good. But when uh, they have since transitioned to being uh, mobile only, um, and so you can't buy those those prepacks for your um, uh, your your Lightroom anymore. They're all just built into the app. And so, um, like if I, you can take photos within the application itself, um, or you can import. Um, apps or pictures from you know your uh, library and then once you get in there there's just an insane amount of different types of filters or presets you know preset is is the term that's used you know in photography whereas filters is like what you do on your phone it's the same idea you're altering you know the color and um the exposure and the temperature and the tint and, you know, the shadows and all the white balance and all of that stuff. Um, but the ones that, you know, are in Visco are not just like your, Oh, we're going to make it, uh, we're just going to desaturate everything or we're going to crank the blue and crank the orange and, you know, get that YouTube look They're for the most part emulations of old film. Um, which is not film, but is the close that we can get to in a digital, um, in a digital stage. And so there's some just really, really, really like you can get some awesome vintage uh, looks in Visco, and I enjoy it quite a bit when I'm not using Lightroom because the 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 
it's just a different vibe, you know? So depending on like what I'm shooting and like, I'm going, we're, we're going to the beach this weekend. And so I'm, I'm kind of honestly looking forward to making some like, like really warm, nostalgic type photos and videos because we're at the beach. It's sunny, you know, we're outside, you know, the blue will look really good, you know, warmed up and all that. So I might actually take way more advantage of, of Visco this weekend than I would in Lightroom just because of the feel that I want to go for in the photos and videos. But it's uh, the, the user interface in Visco is not my favorite. Um, but there's also like a, a community aspect built in where you can go and look through bunch of other people's photos and follow them so it's kind of like a hipster instagram if you will built into the app um and it's really neat and they'll have like they'll have like challenges that you can you know submit your stuff to and um there's they're adding um presets on a decently regular basis so definitely worth checking out it does require it does require a um subscription a yearly one um but I'm super into photo and video, so I pay it. And then, obviously, did you have any questions about that one, Mitch? No, I was just getting uh, links in for the show notes. Had you heard of that one before? Um, I've seen it before. Uh, it's not one that I've really, quote, heard about, but I, I've I think seen you, it. I think you can, store. yeah, I think you can try it out for free. I'm pretty sure the subscription just gives you access to more stuff like i think there's a free version that gives you access to a base set um but don't hold me to that just go check it out then obviously um we can't talk about um editing photos without lightroom um it's part of you know adobe's creative cloud but there are two versions of lightroom there's the creative cloud version which is what you get on your iphone and your ipad you could also get it on your mac but there's also adobe lightroom classic which is mac only um uh, I prefer Adobe Lightroom Classic to this Creative Cloud version just because it has um, finer controls in certain areas. But what you can do with Lightroom on your phone or your iPad is ridiculous. It's, I mean, you have, you know, you've got your selection tool, your healing tool, you can crop there, you can go through your presets library, you can control you know, light, color, different effects, details, optics, geometry, like everything. And you can, you can have camera profiles. So like I shoot with a Canon R and so I can have a profile on there that handles like uh, lens uh, correction and all that sort of stuff. You can control exposure, contrast, highlight, shadows, whites, blacks, everything. Plus you get your full um, Lightroom library of presets, which the one I, I have is rather robust um, <clears throat> cause like, you know, I've shot weddings before and seen your photos and that sort of stuff. So I, I, over time I've built up, um, a collection of things that I enjoy, uh, to use with my photos. Um, it is like, a you can do Adobe creative cloud for photographers. It's like 10 bucks a month. You get access to Lightroom CC, Lightroom classic and Photoshop. And of course, Photoshop is on the iPad too not in the Mac as well. So you can, you can take Photoshop with you if you want to do some more heavier editing. I don't really do that style of photography that very like heavily edited, you know, bringing in, in fake elements and that sort of stuff. It's not my jam, but it is there for those that like it. Um, another option. And I know that I think you have started playing with this one is dark room. Yeah. No, I, what, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you what your experience has been with dark room. Um, 
for me, I just uh, threw a couple of photos in there to play with them, but I would assume that this would be stuff that you can do in Lightroom and 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 other area other places. But uh, you know, I took a picture that I took for an episode of the show that we did about my trip to uh, Florida. There was a picture of the uh, map that that I got of uh, the magical world of Harry Potter. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I played with the shadowing and the you know just contrast and stuff like that, and it became a completely different picture. It was pretty incredible. I'll send you the before and the after of that so you can look at them here. But um, that was kind of that was the kind of stuff that I thought was was fun. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that that I've been doing. I mean, the photo editing that I do is pretty light, and until I can do something like this, so I'll send these to you so you can look at them. But just being able to really pump up the contrast and and pull out the shadows more and and uh, and just change how the the color plays in the picture. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it upped the contrast and added a whole lot of like that. It brought out a lot more of like that darkish red brown and the the yellow and the orange mm-hmm. and those flags and the numbers. Yeah, it just increased the uh, the contrast quite a bit. Yeah. So and I mean I was going for something pretty pretty dramatic. Yeah. Uh, when I was and playing with it. So you achieved your results. Oh, it looks pretty cool. So yeah, pretty much anything you can do in Lightroom, you can do in Darkroom. Um, except that I'm pretty sure your Lightroom presets will not work in Darkroom. I, th- I think it's been a while since I've used Darkroom. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that they've added like a, a subscription service too, where you get extra features. Um, but I mean, Darkroom is a full, a fully featured editing application so if you don't want to go the adobe route you want to support you know an independent you know app developer team darkroom is a great option too um it's got some really neat stuff um and they keep making it better Mm -hmm. like just like with camera apps you have you have lots of options um so you've got you know visco lightroom and darkroom there um do uh do you think it was intentional that they called it dark room in the uh, oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) you know well and the when traditionally when you went to go develop your film right went to the dark room and i had Mm -hmm. uh i had um the opportunity as a senior in high school to take a photography class and we had a dark room available to us so we did all film shooting and then we got to learn how to develop our own film and uh create our own our own images um you know uh on actual physical, you know, photo paper. Um, so that was super cool. It was a really, really neat thing. Um, chemicals smell real funny in a dark room, but it was, uh, it was a really cool experience that I realized most people, um, especially in high school, don't have uh, the ability to do. So it was a really neat experience. Oh, and it looks like they had, they have a Mac version, iPad and iPhone. I yeah, I think I think the Mac version came uh because it's a you know universal they brought the iPad version over to the Mac. Okay. Um but I had totally forgotten about that. So yeah. Good call out, sir. Would one say it's a catalyst app? Oh, I've well, downloaded I it before. Weird. 
Oh no, I think I think that's because I downloaded the iPhone version. So yeah, there you go. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there's obviously there's other apps. Like, if you have a drone, you're gonna have your DJI Fly app. There are other like fun ones, like the the people moment, the company that makes the pro camera that I talked about earlier. They have another one called RTRO Retro, and it's all like old school, like 70s, 80s, and 90s vibes. You can get like the dad. They have one called Dad Cam, and it's like a bunch of like VHS lines that go over it. Um. (laughs) So there's, there's some pretty, there's stuff like that. Like I have the Insta X um, app, which can take any photo and print it on a small Polaroid style. Mm-hmm. So I have like a few of them on the wall. You can see they're pretty small. They're underneath the light. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to build like a whole collage of them on my wall. Um, even like hyperlapse from uh, Instagram, I use occasionally. Like if I'm in a really neat spot, like if sometimes if I'm in Chicago, you know, and there's like a cool line of cars. I can do the hyperlapse of like, you know, all the lights and, you know, simple stuff like that. But there's, there's always fun little applications that you can find that will take, you know, even like Snapchat with their stupid filters. Like my kid gets a kick out of that. We'll like, you know, lay in bed and make stupid videos where, you know, we look like an old grandma and grandpa or our faces are all scrunched together, you know, just fun stuff. It doesn't have to all be serious and pro. You can have lots of fun. Yeah. The kids like that stuff. So <clears throat> I like it. I'm theoretically an adult. Theoretically. Yeah. I mean, you are a youth pastor, so. I know. For some reason, parents <laughs> let me be in charge of their children. <laughs> oh. I must, I must, I must be trustworthy. You know. You, know. you seem all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's all I've got. Unless I'm totally whiffing on something. Well, I, I use Pixelmator a lot. Oh, so that isn't Pixelmator is kind of like a Photoshop though, isn't it? Um, Pixel they Pixelmator has a couple of apps. Uh, there's a Pixelmator Pro, which is more like a Photoshop, which I do I use that primarily for creating graphics and stuff like that. Gotcha. But uh, they do have a Pixelmator Photo that I believe is available for the uh, for the iPad. Let me look it up real quick. There's Pixelmator for iOS, uh, Pixelmator for pixelmator photo let me see if yeah they show it on an ipad so but that one's a little bit more like what you're talking about with darkroom and lightroom um i'm not sure that it's capable of everything that they do but it looks similar yeah and and pixelmator is one of those apps that has been around for a long time and is mm -hmm. they're always they've always added to it and it's gotten better and better it's so so good I mean, back in the day, you know, I would use Pixelmator just because it was so much more, it was a more pleasant experience to use Pixelmator than it was Photoshop. Because Photoshop just had so many knobs and dials and all the, all this garbage that, that, uh, that, I mean, it was more powerful, but going into Pixelmator could do 95% of what I wanted to do. They made it easy and they kept it simple. So... Uh You know, I think I've used Pixelmator Photo a little bit, um, but I wouldn't call myself an expert. I'm adding the links to the show notes for all this stuff. So, but I have uh, taken Pixelmator for iOS, for iPad and iOS, and created graphics and stuff like that right on my iPad, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. That that uh, that at least back in the day when I was doing it, it wasn't something that people did on a mobile device. So the fact that 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 capability is there is is pretty cool. Yeah, and there, I mean, if we're gonna go down that road real quick, like you've got 
that, you've also got apps like Procreate and, and Adobe Illustrator is on the iPad. And there's a couple other uh, drawing apps that are real. Like I have Procreate installed. And one of my friends uh, here, she's, uh, she's really talented and she uses Procreate on her. And she's got the big, like the 12.9 inch iPad. And mm-hmm. some of the stuff that she's able to pull off in that is like, and she does it so fast. I'm just like, I, how do I find a brush? I, I can't. And I'm not artistic in that way. Um, they're not gifted in that way. I appreciate it very much, but I can't, I'm, I'm not a good drawer or painter, never have been. And so just watching what people can do now um, with the Apple Pencil and an iPad is crazy. And in fact, Mitch, don't, don't let me forget. I want to uh, show you something. So one of my high school students, um, she has an Etsy shop and it's all uh, like Star Wars and Marvel and like uh, stuff that she creates about that. And I got a t-shirt that I want to show you. Okay. So, Cause I think he might want to buy it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it's just really cool. And again, there's options, right? Mm-hmm. Find the app and the pricing and everything that fits for you. And you have options, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. For all of the stuff, for taking the photo, for taking the video, for editing, and then, you know, for designing stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. Sure is. <laughs> How do you really feel, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I you definitely have dived into the photo video stuff way more than I have. Um, you know, for me, it's, you know. Some would here. say it's my jam. It, I, someone would say, someone would say that, yeah. Now, for me, it's just, it's, it's barely even a hobby. You know, it's basically like my, my wife calls it cataloging, you know, cataloging your life and, you know, having stuff to look back on because, you know, when she was growing up, there wasn't a lot of that. Uh, so, you know, one thing when we went on vacation that she's like, we got to get lots of photos and photos of us. Cause I can probably count on maybe my two hands like we probably have less than 10 pictures of ourselves outside of our wedding. And that is, been that, I mean, we just celebrated 20 years. So, you know, we just don't have a lot of photos of each other or of ourselves together. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, you should Mitch come on one a day, make up for last time. We can, we can figure it out. But all that being said, the reason that the camera stuff on the phone is my jam is because I'm actually a big camera guy, right? Like this is, yeah. this is my USR and I actually got the 35 millimeter, which I'm very excited to use for my trip. Cause it's like a one size fits all as far as like, you know, good portraits and then also good enough for video. It's wide enough that you can stabilize it really well. But there are times when this is too obvious or I don't have it with me. I used mm-hmm. to carry it pretty much everywhere I went. That got old. Mm-hmm. And while the, while my phone will never take photos and videos that are as good as this because physics is a thing and there is something to be said for the distance between the lens and the sensor and all of that, what you can accomplish on your phone is crazy. So it's... Well, we, mean, we, should, we should make the comment that you're holding up a, a Canon... Uh, yeah, a Canon EOS R with a 35 millimeter f1.8 macro lens. That doesn't mean yeah. anything to you. That's fine. Uh, and then an iPhone 11. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, 
It's incredible. I, I prefer my mirrorless camera over my phone, but my phone fits in my pocket and is way more discreet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, than this with a microphone stacked on top. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, all that to say, I love photos. I love videos. It is more than a hobby for me. Um, which would explain why I have a bajillion of apps on my phone that are around that. Right on. And why I wanted to talk about it today, because hopefully there's someone out there that's listening that is getting into photo and video more and wants to explore what the possibilities are of, you know, what's what apps are worth it. And So the, the next question talking about post-processing um, is video. Yeah. So if... <laughs> So smart we don't people, call it post-processing, we call it editing, but yeah. yeah so the smart people have realized that we have not talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best app to do it because Final Cut and Premiere are not on your phone or your iPad. Um, if you want to use those, so like the main three for your Mac are, are Final Cut, Premiere, and DaVinci Resolve are like the three big players. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to edit video outside of what you can do in spark, which is very basic stuff. So you can, you can edit in spark and you can, you can import videos into spark to edit it with your stuff, but it is like, it is elementary style um, editing. You can't, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't change any of the, the color values or the light values. You can't add adjustment layers or anything like that. It's very basic. Um, The best option on your iPad is an app called Luma fusion which is a, what they say is a fully fledged video editor. And you have all of your layers. So you can have separate audio tracks, different video tracks that are stacked. You can have your adjustment layers and all of that sort of stuff. You can add your transitions. Uh, You can cut, you can, you know, all of that. Um, I haven't used it because I'm a final cut guy. And I, if I'm going to edit a video that I took, you know, on my, on my uh, mirrorless camera or even a serious video that I shot on my phone, I do it on my laptop, um, on my, my M1 MacBook Air and Final Cut just roars on this machine. It's crazy. Um, so like all the videos that I shoot for, uh, for church, um, you know, whether that's like a, a panel that I'm shooting or like we just worked through a book by Tim Keller where I did uh, summaries uh, in like key concept videos for each uh, chapter I shot on my, yes, my EOSR edited in final cut and then you know posted to Basecamp. so it's if serious video editing right now needs to be done on a mac or a pc um unless you want to go with luma fusion and that's really your only option on the ipad but you yeah know, it's because we didn't get final cut at wwdc oh <laughs> well, stop crying it'll be all right i know that's fine so yeah that's kind of why I avoided the video editing, but good call out, Mitch. LumaFusion is what you want if you want to do it on your iPad. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have to go to a Mac or a PC. Yeah, so I've, I've used uh, Final Cut quite a lot. I haven't really done much video editing outside of just the, the little bit of trimming and stuff like that that they allow you to do in, in the camera app. Um, because generally speaking, that's all I really need to do. You know, I've taken a little bit more video than I really want to share. So I just trim it up to the little bit that I want and mm-hmm. kick it out the door. And that's, that's as much as I've needed. Um, I'm not doing any kind of professional work for sure. So um, I do have Final Cut uh, and have used it for some smaller projects that I've done, but nothing, 
super fancy. It's a very, very capable application. I think I've used Motion more than I've used uh, Final Cut. Mm. Yeah, I I'm I have Motion and I've used it once or twice for some projects, and I I'm just an absolute rookie at it. Same here, but I've created some some impressive stuff in it. Um, but it's very simple, you know, it's nothing fancy. So I create stuff for church periodically mm-hmm. for in it, but, uh, just using particle effects or something like that. Everybody's so impressed when I take the church logo and add snow to it. <laughs> How about some, uh, nineties fireworks? <laughs> yeah, we could, we could do pixelated. something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's, you know, I've used uh, Final Cut a couple of times or a handful of times to uh, do some editing, but I do have it. I, I can use it, but uh, don't have a lot of opportunity to. Did we miss anything? I don't know. I'll take that as a no. I can't think of anything that we missed. Um, of course, that's why we have follow-up in the show, so. <laughs> Indeed. But, so what's delighting you today, Cam? I'm going to cheat a little bit. Cause I haven't actually gone there yet, but like in a couple hours I'm heading to the beach to meet with some, some family and we're going to all stay in a house together for the weekend and hang out. And I get to meet my nephew in person for the first time. He's six months old and uh, I haven't, I've seen him on many a zoom call, but I haven't got to, you know, squeeze his cheeks and, you know, little raspberries on his tummy and do all the, the things that an uncle's supposed to do, you know, give him cigarettes, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, but <laughs> drink your beer. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm looking forward to um, some family time and just relaxing, you know, and there's going to be six adults and three kids under the age of five. So it's going to be a, a lively um, weekend and, uh, yeah, gonna go to the beach and swim in Lake Michigan and eat some yummy food. So it'll be, and I get to drive my car, you know, an hour and a half <laughs> through the country. So I'm not complaining yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just time to get away and relax with some good people. Yeah, my wife was saying after she listened to the episode that uh, that you could come up here if you wanted to drive. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I was uh, I, I was visiting a friend uh, friend's house last night. Their their whole family, mm-hmm. and uh, she was like, you know, you're gonna put a million miles on that thing if you keep driving it the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know, but it's just so nice. I had the same thought because when we bought our uh, our Renegade, it was essentially brand new. There was only 200 miles on it. When I hit that thousand mile mark, I'm like, oh, I'm really, I'm putting some miles on this. And then I realized that's why I bought it mm-hmm. to drive it. I'm not going to feel ashamed about that. So. Yeah. What about you, Mitch? I was thinking about this yesterday, trying to come up with like, what, what's really delighting me right now? I had, you know, sometimes I, I, I look at this delighting us section segment of the show and i think to myself it should be something really big something really like you know this this thing is really delighting me um but i think i'm gonna go with something kind of small and you know something that's just kind of the last couple of days has just been making me happy 
And uh, that's uh, Alto's Odyssey, The Lost City, um, the, the new, the new uh, game from um, the Alto guys. And I think they're Snowman, I think, is the, is the uh, uh, company behind it. I forget. I, I played the, I played the uh, you know what out of the first two games. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably have to check this one out. So this one is actually uh, Alto's Odyssey. But what they've done is they've re-released it as an Apple Arcade game. And they've added a, a biome. So, you know, you know, there's different biomes in the, the game, like you're, you're in the temple or you're in this, well, they've added one called the lost city, which is, so there's an additional biome that you can play through on this, on this one. And if you, you can import your, uh, your, um, your progress from Alto's Odyssey into this app. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm having trouble getting it to work quite honestly. <laughs> I, I hit, I hit the button and it just kind of sits there. So I'm I'm kind of waiting on a uh, on an update, and in the meantime, I'm playing through it um, from from the beginning, and it's been it's been fun. Like when you joined the call, I was playing it on my my iMac down here, and no joke, like I probably should just get a controller to play it, but because the the game mechanics are a little weird playing it with a because you're you're using your mouse or your uh, touchpad to uh, play it, so you have to click to to play it instead of just tapping, and so mm-hmm. it's a, a little bit little bit harder because you're you're actually pressing into something to uh, to make things happen. But um, but I'm playing it on this huge, gorgeous screen, and I'm just I'm with my AirPods Max on, which you know half that game is the is just the ambiance the music the sound effects you know it's very very calming and very very uh atmospheric and just just playing it like that i was just so enjoying that and i was i set it up on the screen share for us uh when when we started the zoom call earlier because i was watching for for you to join the call and then I was going to shut it down. And that was the easiest way for me to do that. It's a little pro tip. If you're on Zoom and you're waiting for somebody to join the call, you can actually screen share. And right at the top of the screen, if you're waiting to uh, to admit anybody into the call, um, it, it's just right at the top of the screen where sometimes I've missed that before uh, when you've joined the call because uh, because I'm on a different screen I'm in, or, or I'm not watching that. But it worked out pretty nice this morning. But... Alto's Odyssey, The Lost City, uh, is what's delighting me right now. So, very good. I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to check that. I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the fact that uh, they're going back and re-releasing uh, a lot of um, older games, um, those tried and true popular games from uh, on iOS mm-hmm. in uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah, super smart. Yeah. It got and me what, to re-download threes, and I played yeah. that for like a week straight. Yeah, but I think what what gets me excited about it even more is that one of the promises of Apple Arcade is that once you have an app available for iOS, the iPad, it suddenly is available everywhere. You know, you can play it on the iMac. You can play it. You know, I think it's a lot of those games are available on the Apple TV. Um, there's some considerations as far as controls. 
Um, I wish I could change the controls on uh, on Alto's Odyssey, uh, the Lost City, to to be a little less like have to push into my trackpad to make things make things happen. But yeah. But beyond that, I mean, as long as long as you can handle the controls, it's it's good. It's fun. So I'm enjoying it. I'm glad. I will definitely be looking at that. There's a solitaire game that I had started playing that I've gotten hooked on to. Flip flop solitaire? No. <sighs> you need to play flip flop solitaire. I'll have to check that out. But solitaire stories. It is such a stupid, like weird game. <laughs> but the but it's really pretty ringing endorsement the it's well it's a really pretty uh version of solitaire okay and, let oh you never mind i was gonna say something but i was gonna get in trouble for saying it i filtered oh myself mitchell you did kind of well you can check us out on inner dialogue dot show we got to come up with some a way to do a little bit of uh advertising or something i'd love to get some more listeners so if you're listening to the show and you've got through us through this far of the show uh you're you're obviously enjoying the show so tell your friends about it um we we uh we're having fun here uh, i think we put together a halfway decent show and uh, it's fun <laughs> to listen to um and it's a ringing endorsement remember yes indeed. you know so we, we have fun praise. We have fun on here. That's that's good. Uh, so so let your friends know you're listening. You've got this new awesome podcast that you're listening to for sure. Oversell us because because uh, we need it. <laughs> but uh, but let them know, uh, and we'll get some get some more listeners, and hopefully we can grow the podcast a little bit and uh, and have fun. So um, we'd love to have a lot of uh, interaction with you guys as well. So if you uh, have questions, comments, anything that you would like to uh, talk to us about. Uh, I am on Twitter. I am at Mitch Craig. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Jazz Hands. Woo! <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good? That'd be such a good. I bet you it's taken. Oh yeah, and I yeah, bet you it's hundred percent. Yeah, if it's not, it's that's a gross miss. Uh, I can't even talk anymore. I'm at Cam Brennan. That's it. He's at Cam Brennan. Everywhere. We're both on Instagram as well. I'm Radio Mitch. Still Cam Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> He's exciting. No, I'm consistent, Mitch. I am consistent. All right. On. So uh, so check us out uh, again, um, innerdialogue.show or check us out on Twitter. You can check out our Instagrams, uh, whatever, whatever you want. It's fun. So um, enjoy the rest of your day, y'all. And uh, Cam. I don't That's think I've good. ever heard anyone with a Wisconsin accent say y'all before. Y'all. That was quite that was quite the experience. So so here I'll give you just the quick the quick version of the story. I realize that inner city mi Minneapolis isn't like inner city Chicago, but you know you get a little bit of that inner city thing and I was around so many people for the longest time that just said y'all that I'm just like, you know what? I'm unashamedly going to start saying y'all because it's just it's just happening. So so yep, y'all's a thing. I'm judging you for that. Yeah, you can judge me if you want. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>